0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. All right, welcome back for episode 26 of the Destination Debbie podcast. I am the captain of this here Devi Dynasty vessel, Ray Garvin. You can find me on Twitter at RayGQ. Make sure you're following the show at Destination Devi as well. The DDP is a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. You can listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Anywhere you can play podcasts at, the DDP is there. You can also check out the show on DynastyLeagueFootball.com, as well as other great Dynasty-related podcasts. Whatever your flavor is, DLF has you covered. So head on over to DLF. Check it all out on the website. I've got written content over there as well. You know, the game is better. It's just better. Love them, hate them, doesn't matter when the great players are playing. Whether you're looking at college football, the NFL, in this past week we had two big-time stars go down, and thankfully, they aren't season-ending injuries. It's nothing career-threatening, but we just just saw Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs go down with a dislocated knee. He's going to miss anywhere from three to five, six weeks, whatever the timetable is, but just when that happened, just as a fan of the game, and I'm not a Chiefs fan, I'm not, you know, who, who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes? He's a phenomenal quarterback, but I don't you know, actively root for him outside of him being on my dynasty teams week in and week out. But just to see that happen to to any player, but a great player like Patrick Mahomes. And then you see Matt Moore come in and sort of, you know, dink and dunk, struggled a little bit. I know Tyreek Hill caught a long touchdown pass. A lot of that was, you know, just a, a, a broken down play and Tyreek Hill being faster than everybody. But when he went off the field, it just sucked for the game. It sucked for fantasy. It sucked for the game. It sucked for the, game, sucked for the Chiefs. And the same thing happened this past Saturday with Alabama quarterback Tua tonga going out with what Nick Saban said is a high ankle sprain and he's only going to miss a week or two. I just, I don't understand how that's going to happen if he truly has a high ankle sprain. I don't believe Tua is the athletic specimen of Saquon Barkley, and Barkley missed longer than a week or two with his high ankle sprain, and even today, watching the Giants versus the Cardinals, it looked like he had tweaked that at one point in time in the game. So, to see Tua go down, it just put into perspective how good he is, and you know, it's sort of the, one of those situations, what came first, the chicken or the egg, when you're talking about Alabama, did Tua make the wide receivers or did the wide receivers make Tua? And to that, I say both groups of players, Tua and the Alabama wide receivers, they're both, they're all great players. The wide receivers are fantastic. Jerry Judy and Ruggs and Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. but Tua, Tua, and I hate to use the cliche, the star, the straw that stirs the drink, he is the engine. And it, you can't just replace him with any old quarterback and say, just throw it to Jerry Judy, just throw it to Henry Ruggs, and they're going to be okay. Matt Jones took over for the Crimson Tide, and he did not look half the quarterback that Tua is with those same wide receivers. Now, granted, he's not practicing with the first team offense during the week. He was thrown in at the middle of the game, so I'm not going to just grade him wholesale in that moment. But when Tua took over for Jalen Hurts a couple years back, I mean, as soon as he came in, it was just astronomically better, uh, that offense. And it just shows how good Tua is. And we have to appreciate greatness while it's here. We take for granted that players like Patrick Mahomes and Tua are just going to show up every week and throw for three, 400 yards. And I've talked about it on this show. At the beginning of the season, when Tua was dealing three, 400 yards, five TDs, It's not ho-hum Tua throws for another four or five hundred. It's, man, this guy is that good. He is going to go down as one of the all-time greats in college football at the quarterback position. And it stinks. It sucks for the game that even if Tua comes back, and I'm no doctor, but if he truly has a high ankle sprain and Tua has dealt with ankle injuries in the past, he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be the Tua that, has been dominating college football from week one of this 2019 season. You know, it's going to be a limited version of himself. Now, 60, 70% of Tua is probably better than just about every other quarterback in college football, but we have to appreciate just how good he is at the quarterback position. Just like, with Patrick Mahomes. It's not ho-hum, Patrick Mahomes does it again. He is the, NF, the reigning NFL MVP for a reason, because he can do things at the quarterback position that nobody else can, and that is Tua. And I'm not saying that Tua has the greatest arm talent in college football, or the best mobility, or, or anything like that, but for what that offense calls for, he is distributing that ball to everybody in helping elevate Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. They didn't just become great wide receivers. You know, this seed, Tua has developed this with them. He's putting them in positions to succeed. He's given Devonta Smith opportunities. He's throwing Henry Ruggs the deep ball. He's getting Jerry Judy those consistent targets in the middle of the field. He is a phenomenal quarterback. And I just want everybody to appreciate that. And it, it, it's not the wide receivers making Tua. It's not Tua making the wide receivers. I would argue that all four of those wide receivers and Tua himself will never have this talent around them ever again in their careers. Tua may never have four wide receivers and a running back mate as good as what he has at Alabama ever again, even if he plays 15 years in the NFL. And those wide receivers may never have a quarterback as good as Tua Lois. All right. I feel like every couple of weeks I have to remind listeners that this is not a 2020 draft eligible show. This is a Debbie podcast. I'm talking about everybody in college football, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. This is not just dedicated to those who are eligible for the 2020 NFL draft. And with that being said, we've reached a point in this college football season over halfway through where things are starting to take shape. And I want to give out my midseason All-Americans. And we're going to do this from the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. And I'm going to go through the classifications, seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. So I'm going to give you my first and second team All-Americans from each position, each classification. And I have to preface this. This is not a 2020 eligible all-american selection show, all right? These are the players who have stood out this college football season within their classification who deserve to be talked about. And majority of these guys and I'm going to name, hell, all of them are going to be dynasty rookie draft people that you're going to want to have on your radars when the time comes. Are they going to be top five dynasty rookie draft selections? Some maybe, some maybe not. But they're all players for the Devy pool, for the rookie draft pool that you need to know, you need to write down, you need to pay attention to, because these are guys who are going to get drafted. And some of them are going to get drafted high. So when we kick it off with the signal callers right here, let's talk about the seniors. First team DDP All-American for this 2019 college football season is none other than LSU quarterback Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, completing almost 80% of his passes. He's second in the NCAA in passing yards with 2,484, 29 TDs, and three interceptions. Joe Burrow is a man on fire and well-deserving of that first-team DDP All-American honor. Second team, he's joined by Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma senior quarterback, transferred from Alabama, completing 74% of his passes for 2,074 yards, 20 TDs, three picks, and has got 705 yards on the ground and 10 touchdowns. Both of these guys have really elevated themselves from players that we were not talking about whatsoever to potentially Joe Burrow. I've seen my drafts where he is the number one player selected, the 101 in the NFL draft for quarterbacks over two over uh, uh, Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow is, is, is phenomenal, and Jalen Hurts has elevated his stock something serious too. He's somebody that I know people weren't talking about being a legitimate NFL draft uh, you know, quarterback, and I've seen him mocked first, second round in the NFL draft. So Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts from the senior positions, first and second team. Now let's jump down to the juniors. And first team, none other than that man from Alabama, Tua Tungvaluwa. 2,166 yards, 27 TDs, two interceptions. Phenomenal quarterback prospect. Should be one of the first, if not the first, quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Not worried about his ankle injury. It may affect him and impact him the rest of this college football season. But his pro prospectus moving forward, not concerned one bit. Second team junior All-American for the DDP Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington, have been really impressed by this kid. The transfer out of Georgia, six foot six, two 230 pounds, 1,981 passing yards, 16 TDs, three interceptions. He's had some up and down games, but for the most part, Jacob Eason is doing what he needed to do this season and shown, showing NFL evaluators that he can deliver from the pocket. He can make all the throws. He has all the arm talent. He's just got to be more consistent and that's going to come with reps. So I've been really impressed with Jacob Eason. And the sophomores, first team DDP All-American, Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, transfer from Georgia. Easton and Fields both uh, were at Georgia, and I'm pretty sure Bulldog fans would love to have either of those guys on their team right now. Uh, but Justin Fields, 1,492 passing yards, 22 TDs, one interception. 291 rushing yards, 8 TDs, and looks just in total command of that offense. He looks like a future first-round pick, a future surefire Superflex first-round uh, dynasty rookie draft pick. And if you're doing a Debbie startup next year, and if it is a Superflex format, Justin Fields probably should be a top-five pick in those drafts. Second-team sophomore All-American is not... Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, but Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy has been amazing this season. He's one of the top passers in the college football with 2,185 passing yards, 14 TDs, four interceptions. He's got six rushing yard, uh, rushing touchdowns on the season. He's fifth in college football in passing yards, and he has just taken a step forward. Last year, he was a little erratic. Uh, throwing the ball just kind of haphazardly and wild, but he has taken better care of the ball this year. He looks like a legitimate NFL prospect here in the next couple of years. All right, and let's finish it off with the Young Guns, the freshman 2022 eligible in the first team DDP All American freshman quarterback, Sam Howell, University of North Carolina. He's got 1,892 passing yards, 20 TDs, and three interceptions. I really wish you could have got that signature win against Clemson a couple weeks back, but Sam Howell is looking like he's going to be a really good quarterback for a long time. Mac Brown has got a good one with him. And second-team freshman All-American for the DDP, I was going to go with Bo Nix, and uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these guys, but Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State, the dual-threat quarterback, He's been outstanding this year, showing a lot of poise and he's doing it through the air. We all knew that he can run the ball, but he's got 1,635 passing yards, eight TDs, two interceptions, And he's just, he's a very, very poised kid. Six foot three, he's got to gain some weight. You know, we want to see him get a little bit bigger than what he is. But as a passer, as a deliverer of the football, Jaden Daniels has looked outstanding this year. So there are the DDP All-American seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen from the quarterback position. Now let's move on to the backfield. All right. Starting with the old guys, the seniors. First team DDP All-American running back Rodney Smith out of Minnesota. 5'11", 210 pounds. Smith had dealt with some injuries throughout his career in Minnesota, but he's, he's healthier this season and it's showing on the field. 786 rushing yards, six TDs, and he's got some serious bursts. Rodney Smith is one of those guys. Dynasty rookie drafts, Fourth-round undrafted guy, he's somebody that you want to take a chance on because I think he's got a little bit of talent. Be one of those backup running backs where if you've got to get a, a spot start, Smith could do some damage for you in the NFL. And the senior second-team DDP All-American is Vanderbilt running back Keyshawn Vaughn, ten, 220 pounds, Vanderbilt is a bad team. They are not good, but Keyshawn Vaughn has looked outstanding this year. 703 rushing yards, six TDs. But what's, what's been really impressive is what he's doing through the air. 21 receptions, 223 yards, and one TD. Keyshawn Vaughn is one of those guys who will be drafted within the first, you know, four rounds of the NFL draft next year. And he's somebody that I can definitely see earning a starting role at the next level. So it's good to see Keyshawn Vaughn continue to tear it up this year. Juniors, you know who first, who the first-team DDP All-American is from the junior classification group, and that is Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor, third in the nation in rushing yards, 957 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 16 receptions for 138 yards and four TDs. What's 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 there really like to say about Jonathan Taylor? He's outstanding. He's actually looked human the past couple of weeks. I think Michigan State held him below 100 yards, and then he had below 150 this past weekend, which is saying something when you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, but he is outstanding and well-deserving of the first-team All-American from the DDP. Second-team junior All-American is not DeAndre Swift, but Ohio State junior J.K. Dobbins, fourth in the nation in rushing yards, 947, seven TDs. He's got that burst back. He looks outstanding. J.K. has uh, caught over 20 receptions his first two seasons. He's sitting at 10 right now, so he'll have three. He'll probably get to three straight years with over 20 receptions. He's going to rush for over, you know, 12, 13, 1400 yards this year, J.K. Dobbins has elevated himself into a tier one running back for me over on DLF in my Debbie rankings. Now the sophomore first team All-American surprise, surprise. I've talked about this guy all offseason. I talk about him every week, but it's that Chuba train, Chuba Hubbard. He leads college football in rushing yards with 1,265 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns. Hadn't caught the ball a lot out of the backfield because he has not been asked to. He's just busy handling the rock 30 times a game out of the backfield. But Chuba Hubbard, six foot one, 207 pound speedster, he just he's good. He's a he's a one-cut runner, and once he gets going, he is not being caught. He is eligible for the 2020 draft. Don't know if he's going to declare or not. If he does not, he will be the number one ranked player in 2021, period. And if he does, he's going to be a top running back selected in the NFL draft. Second team, DDP All-American from the sophomore group, Washington State running back Max Borgie. Now, there are other sophomores who have more rushing yards than Max He's got 512 rushing yards on the season, six TDs, but he's got 36 receptions for 328 yards and three touchdowns. He is a true three-down threat hey don't let don't don't let the fact that he is a white running back get you get it fooled he's not Danny woodhead he's not christian McCaffrey he's a damn good running back who's sort of uh, making his own mold right he's a little bit thicker at least he looks thicker than christian McCaffrey i know they're listed about the same but this guy can run the ball between the tackles and has already shown that proficiency in the receiving game really excited about him he's 2021 eligible. Now let's talk about the young guys, and there is somebody here that I am, listen, I want to get them. In Debbie drafts next year, I'm making sure I get this running back, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, Five eleven, 191 pounds, 6th in college football in rushing yards with 830, averaging 7.3 yards a carry. And I know this sounds like he's ranked low, but he's 85th in receiving yards as a running back, 34 for receptions for 440 yards and three TDs. This kid is dynamic. He's a redshirt freshman, so he will be eligible for 2021 NFL draft. But Kenneth Gainwell is somebody that I am very intrigued about, and I don't know anybody who drafted him in Debbie Startup Drafts last year, so he is somebody that I want to get on my rosters. Javion Hawkins, the freshman running back out of Louisville, explosive guy, five foot nine. he's a little bit smaller, 170-something pounds, but he's got 751 rushing yards on the year, four TDs. He looks like that quintessential change of pace back for the next level. So those are the DDP All-American running backs, seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. Let's air it out and talk about the wide receivers now. All right, let's start with the old guys. First team, DDP, All-American wide receiver, Liberties, Antonio, Gandy, Golden, Third in the nation in receiving yards with 877, six foot four, 220 pound monster. He looks better than he did last year. He looks more explosive. He looks more fluid. Now, granted, he's playing against inferior competition, okay? I know he's not facing Derek Stingley and LSU, but he can only do what he's asked to do, which is play the schedule that Liberty has. And he is dominating. That is what he's supposed to do. He is supposed to dominate. He's doing it. AGG at at minimum at minimum a second round dynasty rookie draft pick in 2020 and may even sneak up into that late first uh depending on league format and settings agg is a monster second team senior ddp all-american wide receiver university of texas wideout devin duvernay leads college football on receptions with 61 it's got 627 yards six tds and he is just built like a like a running back at the wide receiver position. Five foot ten, two hundred and ten pounds, sub-4-four speed, and it shows on the field. He's physical, he's fast, he's fluid, he's good. Devin Duvernay, I'm taking him. Second round dynasty rookie drafts next year, no problem selecting Devin DuVernay. Now let's move on to the juniors, and here's where it gets interesting because you probably are expecting to hear names like T. Higgins or Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs, and you're not. You're going to hear about another wide receiver from the great state of Texas, that plays at SMU, Reggie Roberson Jr. He's fifth in the nation in receiving yards with 795. He just had a monster game last Saturday. But this kid is good. He has got prototypical size. He has the speed. SMU quietly has done a good job of producing wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Cole Beasley. Reggie Roberson is somebody that, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about. Right now, but I, I think his stock is going to start to rise. And if he does come back for a senior for a senior campaign, he'll be one of the top wide receivers in the nation. And if he declares, I think you know he's got a chance to 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 make some noise for himself amongst all those junior stud wideouts. Second guy, second team All-American, Gabe Davis from UCF, fourth in the nation in receiving yards, 833. Another one of those big body wide receivers with speed in UCF, Traquan Smith. I mean, Gabe Davis is no slouch. He had a 13-catch game a couple of weeks back. Very, very talented wide receiver. Somebody that I think if he can get drafted and get, on, get onto a team, he's one of those guys who can make some noise in a camp and carve out a role for himself at the next level. Now, let's move on to the sophomores, and I'm really excited about this group because these two guys... First-team sophomore DDP All-American, Jamar Chase, LSU, 6'1", 200 pounds, 35 catches for 626 yards, 9 TDs, averaging about 18 yards of reception. He's already, I mean, he's already best what he did in 2018, had 313 yards last year he's doubled that up he's got more receptions he's got more touchdowns he looks like a future first round pick at the wide receiver position and we all know the history of LSU wide receivers LSU's got another one Justin Jefferson who I could have thrown in for an All American in the junior section but Jamar Chase he's just got that dog in him man he's fluid he's fast He's got that charisma. He's got that, mo- I mean, he really gives me OBJ vibes. And I know it's easy to say that because they both played in Baton Rouge, but Jamar Chase is in that role. I don't know if he's as twitchy of an athlete as OBJ, but as a wide receiver, he is such a refined player at this stage in his career. He is, he has elevated himself right behind uh, Rondell Moore and Justin Ross for me in the 2021 group. But He's, he's jumped Amon Ross St. Brown, he's jumped Seth Williams. Jamar Chase is a freaking beast. So is Sage Sharrat out of Wake Forest, who's second in the country in receiving yards with 881. He is 2020 eligible because he's a redshirt sophomore, but if he stays in, I mean, this 2021 class of wide receivers is looking... It can be just absolutely filthy, especially if Sage Chirac comes back. But at six foot three, over 200 pounds, man, this guy can move. He's physical. He's fast. He's got strong hands. He can run the complete route tree. He's somebody that I'm extremely anxious to see what he does at the end of this season. And let's talk about the young guys, all right? And if I told you at the beginning of the season, the leading receiver from Purdue would be a freshman named David Bell, would you believe me? Because I wouldn't believe myself because of Rondell Moore. But we all know Moore had that injury versus Minnesota a couple of weeks ago and hadn't played. But David Bell, six foot two, two 210 pounds, 39 receptions, 635 yards, 4 TDs. And coming out of high school, 24-7 sports comped him to Calvin Ridley. I mean, this guy was a, a, an All-American in high school. David Bell looks like a monster. And for that 2022 class, when you're talking about... Players like Garrett Wilson and George Pickens, David Bell, his name needs to be in there. He's a high four-star recruit, and he's playing like it. And when Rondell Moore comes back healthy next season, because I think it's going to be next season by the time he comes back fully healthy, him and David Bell are going to be a problem in the Big Ten. The DDP second-team freshman wide receiver, Nebraska's Rondell Robinson. 5'10", 190 pounds. He's got 27 receptions for 336 yards and two TDs, plus 49 carries for 214 yards and two touchdowns. Wondell Robinson is a dynamic little athlete. Now, is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Over on DLF, we have him listed as a running back, but he plays wide receiver at Nebraska. He's just an athlete. He is a poor man's Rondell Moore. And they sort of have the same name, but they really sort of have the same game. Rondell is more explosive, in my opinion. He's he's a better wide receiver all the way around. But Wondell Robinson is an outstanding athlete, and he's got decent size, 5'10", 190. I mean, that's bigger than Rondell Moore. That's Jalen Rager's size. So if he can continue to develop, and if Adrian Martinez can finally take a step forward throwing the ball Wandell could be one of those guys in 2022 that where everybody's excited to just get sort of that playmaker on their roster. So that's going to do it for the wide receiver freshman, sophomore, junior and senior DDP All-Americans. Now, let's move on to one of the hardest positions to scout in college football, and that is the tight end group. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've only gone three classes, three classifications deep. Really looking at what these guys do and scouting them for the next level. The freshmen, there are players that I like, like Baylor Cup out of Texas A&M, who was hurt for the season, and a couple of other guys. But I, I can't even start to to go down that path because I have not dug deep into the tight end class outside of the top guys that. Uh, everybody sort of knows about, or if you don't know about, you've heard the name. So for the seniors, two players who I have, I've scouted extensively and I'm very excited about, and this player who is a senior is my first team DDP All-American is Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Bryson Hopkins for me has moved himself into that Debbie one uh, slot for me from the tight end position. He, you know, to say that Purdue had Rondell Moore and David Bell, and Bryson Hopkins at at tight end, I mean, they've got so many dynamic pass catchers there, and he's got 29 receptions, 396 yards, and three TDs. For a collegiate tight end, that is outstanding. I mean, that is, those are legitimate numbers for a, a tight end in college football. So, uh, if he is, and at six foot five, two hundred 245, 250 pounds. If you watch him play, he's very fluid. He's somebody I think is going to elevate himself, especially once he gets to the combine. Bryson Hopkins, my Debbie tight end one. Jacob Breeland, I know he's been injured and he's probably out for the season. I believe he is out for the season or for an extended period of time. Tight end out of Oregon. DDP second team All-American from the tight end position. He's got six touchdowns on the season, over 400 receiving yards. He's somebody that, I don't know if he's going to be healed up by the time the combine rolls around. I hope so. He's not the most explosive athlete, but he was Justin Herbert's security blanket and he is a good tight end. He can block and he can catch. He's one of those, he's one of those guys who will see playing time in the NFL, who will get drafted because he can block and he can catch the ball. So for the senior positions, Bryson Hopkins and Jacob Breedlin. Now let's move on to the juniors. The First team, DDP All-American. Is Hunter Bryant, the Washington Huskies tight end, sort of that Evan Ingram hybrid mold, right? He's not the best inline blocker. He's six foot two, 240 pounds, but he is athletic as hell. And he's one of my favorite tight ends. I still have Bryson Hopkins ranked higher than him, but Hunter Bryant is right behind him in that 2020 group of guys. He's got 30 receptions, 452 yards, one TD. But man, the way he's used, you can split him out wide. He can be in line. I mean, they've done stuff with him out of the backfield. He really gives me Evan Ingram vibe. So Hunter Bryant, I've already acquired him in uh, Ryan McDowell's Kitchen Sink League. So if I can get Hunter Bryant in some more places, I'm definitely going to uh, try to make that happen because I think he's going to be a mismatch nightmare at the next level. Second team All-American from the juniors is Notre Dame Cole Comment. 21 receptions, 265 yards, three TDs, 6'5, 250. So, considerably bigger than Hunter Bryan. He's somebody that can play in line on a consistent basis. He can block, he can catch, he's physical. He's also a hell of a baseball player. So, just, you know, I just want to see and make sure that he's actually going to be focused and committed to the NFL game. I have no clue how that's all going to play out. I'm just providing the information for you. He's a fantastic baseball prospect as well. Now, moving on to the sophomores, and these are the guys who are going to be first round picks in the NFL draft when the time comes because both of them are just athletic freaks. They're very, very good. And we all know Brevin Jordan, DDP first team sophomore All American tight end, he is good. Brevin Jordan is a beast, number nine from the University of Miami, six foot three, 240 pounds, from my hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, Miami is a mess all the way around from their quarterback position. I have no clue his musical chairs there, but he is the guy. And next year when he declares, he is one of those, you know, and Miami has that history. Kellen Winslow, Jeremy Shockey, Greg Olson, Chris Herndon. Uh, I'm probably missing other uh, great Miami tight ends, but he he fits That mold of of that the U the U tight end and Brevin Jordan has a chance to be one of the best. Whenever it's all said and done, and there's another guy from the great state of Florida who is just I mean he looks phenomenal as well. Wish he was eligible this year. And that is Florida tight end Kyle Pitts, 35 receptions, 391 yards, four TDs, six foot six, 240 pounds, leads the Gators in receptions. I don't know if he's still leading them in the receiving yards, but I know going into Saturday was another mismatch nightmare. And Florida has a great tradition of producing some of those good tight ends as well. And Kyle Pitts, he and Brevin Jordan are going to be first-round picks in the NFL draft. I'm, I'm telling you right now. So next year, when you're in your Debbie drafts and you're drafting these guys, Kyle Pitts is somebody that you need to pick up, have on your roster. He's 2021 eligible. This 2021 receiving group receivers, the tight ends, they're looking juicy. So Brevin Jordan, Kyle Pitts, DDP first and second team, all Americans. And again, I did not dive into the freshmen because I don't really know that many freshmen tight ends. I'd just be looking stuff up and I don't want to lie to you. I don't scout every single player. If anybody out there who isn't doing this full-time tells you that they scout every damn college player, they're a lie and you need to stop following them. It's impossible to do nobody's doing it unless this is your only job, which it is not my only job. This is a hobby. I enjoy it. I love talking to you guys. I love the game. I love Debbie. I love fantasy football, but I ain't scouting every single player. That's why you follow multiple people and compile your information and have your own draft sheets and do things like that. So freshmen, that was a long-winded way of saying, I don't know who the freshmen are. Baylor Cup out of Texas A&M is somebody that I like that you might want to pay attention to next year when that rolls around. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I hope you've enjoyed your flight. We'll be landing in just a few minutes. All right, that's going to do it for episode 26 of the Destination Debbie podcast. If you are listening on iTunes, if you can, please, whenever you stop the show, whenever you're done listening, if you can subscribe, Go to iTunes rating and review. Leave me a rating if you can type up a review, that would be greatly appreciated. If you don't think it's a five star show, put a four star. I don't even care, you know. I just I, I, the feedback is important to me, it's important to the growth of this show. So, if you can take a couple of minutes and just click the stars, leave a type up something on the review, it would be greatly appreciated. I'll be back this week. I don't know if I'll have a guest on. I should have the Garrett Price show talking about the running backs. was very well received, and I want to do that more often. I plan on having an air raid show talking about all the 2020, 2021, 2022 wide receivers, and I've already got the guests lined up for it, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy who I have coming to talk to us. I think that's supposed to happen this week. I'm going to do another super flex show talking about the quarterbacks for you super flex guys. We're going to do another uh, uh, mock draft with Kyle, uh, with Kyle Matthews. So I've got tons of great guests lined up. So stay tuned. Stay locked into the DDP. Follow the show on Twitter. Interact with me. Get at me on there. I love talking to you guys, but you guys know what's next. I'm rambling. I have nothing else. Be blessed. Drop the music.